Hello everybody. Uh, welcome to Shift Church this week. Uh, you might be just having dialed into us online on Facebook. You might be catching up later on one of the other video streams or listen, listening to the podcast. However you're joining us, it's really great to have you with us this week. Uh, my name is Tim Carter. I'm the vicar at All Saints Wellington and St Catherine's Eyton. I've got a couple of folk with me tonight. I've got Emily's with us. Say hello, Emily. Hi, I'm here tonight and I'm on the live stream. So if I'm looking down on the video feed, that's why. So yeah, thanks. Very good. And I've got Sean. Say hello, Sean. Hello, everyone. I'm going to be doing uh, a reading and uh, prayers tonight. Excellent. And you've had you've had a long day in the car over going up to Leicester today, haven't you? I have, yeah, driving over to Seema Castles, as I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> have you had much storm damage, much wind damage you've had to sort out on any of them? Uh, no, fortunately, just like uh, the a lot of these places have long driveways, which are tree-lined, and yeah. we've had a few trees come down along the driveways, but fortunately not on the castles or monuments and that, which is really good. Yeah, it's like it gets um, expensive. Oh, yes. Yeah, we've done well. I've got two fence panels and a roof tile. So I think I've escaped fairly, mm. fairly well. Anybody else out there had any disastrous wind related incidents? Um, do put them on the comment stream. Emmy, as she said, she'll pick those up if you're here with us live. If you're catching up later on uh, Facebook or YouTube or the podcast, do drop me an email, tim at allsaints-wellington.org. I'll pick stuff up next week. So yeah, I hope everybody survived all three storms and nobody's had any scares. Um, Liz, Liz is with us this week. Um, she's down in Ashburnham visiting Tabitha. She was due to go down on Monday, but couldn't because all the trains are canceled. So then she was going to go on Tuesday and then we got up on Tuesday morning and Shrewsbury railway station was underwater. So none of the trains were going from Wellington to Birmingham. So I had to drive them into Birmingham, which was fun at eight o'clock on a Tuesday morning. Just what I wanted to do. <laughs> driving into the centre of Birmingham, but it all went all right and they're off down there. What about you, Emily? Any interesting weather-related anecdotes at half-term? No, fortunately we haven't had any because I'm a bit worried about one of the neighbours' trees, which hasn't come down yet. Um, but Ali on the stream said she had a power cut for 24 hours, which doesn't sound very nice. Um, and we've got a few hellos. Hello to Sarah and Lindsay and Becky and Charlotte. So there's a few people joining us tonight, which is lovely to see. Yay. Say hello to each other, chat to each other, ask questions, pray for each other, whatever you like to do, really swap stories of power cut. But yeah, 24 hours is quite a long time because that's kind of borderline, ooh, what are we going to do about the stuff in the freezer, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And you don't get any, uh, you don't get any, of the electricity company, they, they're very clever, aren't they? Because it's only over a certain time periods that you get uh, compensation, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's only about half an hour a power cut before I need to get the emergency camping kettle out because I can't manage without tea for longer than half an hour. <laughs> That's like my limit. I'm like, the house is cold. I need hot tea. I need hot tea. I need to do a hot water bottle. I need. I need the. I need the camping kettle. Let's go find it wherever, whichever uh, garage or shed or somewhere I've hidden it. So, <laughs> Yeah, because it's a little while since we've been able to go camping, isn't it? Mm. This summer, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, right. 
So we are continuing thinking this week, uh, doing this stuff based around the book Intimate with the Ultimate, thinking about our, our walk with Jesus. And um, tonight we're really thinking about who God is and who we are to God and who God is to us. Uh, so I've got another spoken word piece just asking that question, what if God is really who God says he is? So let's see if I can make the share screen thing work and we'll have a bit of a listen to this and see what we reckon. Right, here we go. They say you are an all-consuming fire. The alpha and omega, beginning and the end, good and forgiving and living in your love that stretches from everlasting to everlasting. They say you give strength to the weary, increase the power of the weak, and bring the dead to life. You father to the fatherless, home for the homeless. You king of kings and lord of lords who created the cosmos without losing count of the hairs on my head. They say you are God. And when I think about you, God, I ask, what if all the things they say are true, God? What if the songs we sing are more than a metaphor? What if Bible verses are more than a cute Twitter bio? What if when we pray, we're not just talking to ourselves? What if it's all more real than our current definition of reality can contain? What if it's all true? What if you're gracious? What if you're good? What if you're not meant to be understood? What if you give peace? What if you have mercy? What if you're a well drawing life for the thirsty, humble and fair? What if you care? What if you're here and we're unaware? What if you're holy? What if you know me? What if it's true? Jesus Christ was your only son. What if he's the one given for all to break down the wall? What if your call is for me to be free and to see a new reality? What if you're the key? What if you're the way? Ancient of days, El Shaddai, Adonai. What if you are, I am? What if you are? What if you could change me? Let your love rearrange me from the sin that estranged me to a savior who claimed me. And even though I can't see you, what if I need you? And I know you will just be you while I sit here and ask, what if? Good old John. Now, I'm not sure if it's John Jorgensen or John Jorgensen or John Jorgensen. Anyway, <laughs> always thought provoking, really bringing us up to face to face with the claims that God makes about himself and just challenging. What if what if all that is actually true? 
So we're going to uh, read from what I hope isn't, and believe it isn't just a series of nice Twitter, Twitter, Twitter quotes from the Bible. Uh, Sean, what are you reading for from us? From for us, even I can't get my words straight today. All day it's been. Okay, so um, I'm reading um, from the New Living Translation, <clears throat> Isaiah 55, 1 through 11. Uh, the title of the passage is Invitation to the Lord's Salvation. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. If you have no money, come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does not does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. See how I used to display my power among the peoples. I made him a leader amongst the nations. You also will command nations you do not know and peoples unknown. To you will come running to obey because I, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, have made you glorious. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord, that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It's the same with my world. word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Thank you. Very good. And what about you, Emily? What are you reading for us? Um, so I'm reading from John, which is in the New Testament. It's one of the four Gospels. And I'm reading from chapter 15, right at the very end. So chapter 15, verse 26. And then it goes on to 16, all the way to verse 7. So it kind of crosses chapters. So, yeah. Um, so it's John, uh, starting at 15, verse 26. I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father and will testify about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. I have told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith for you will expel you were sorry you will be expelled from the synagogues the time is coming 
when those who kill you will think that they are doing a holy service for God. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now, so that when they happen, you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a while longer. But now I am going away to the one who sent me. And not only, and not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you are grieving because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I, if I do go away, then I will send him to you. Thank you. Brilliant. So um, in a minute, I'm going to share a few thoughts about those passages and the next stage in our journey with God on the Intimate with the Ultimate, which is in this red book, which you still might be able to find copies of on Tinternet, though All Saints Folk are swiftly snaffling them up. Um, um, but if you've got comments or questions or thoughts that have arisen during the Bible readings or as I'm speaking, you want to put them on the comment stream, Emily will pick them up and then we'll discuss them in a bit. And uh, if you're, as I say, if you're catching up later, do email me, tim at allsaints-wellington.org. So anyway, last week we started off thinking about um, this uh, Intimate with the Ultimate. And I talked a little bit about the idea that prayer is the conversation that happens naturally as we uh, walk with Jesus as we work with Jesus and we watch Jesus. Um, and this evening, or this week, we're focusing particularly on what happens when we walk with Jesus and especially those kind of relational aspects of walking. Because um, something happens when you go for a walk with someone, doesn't it? We were doing, I don't know about you, but I did this a lot more in lockdown than I had at other times. Um, went went for walks with people, didn't have meetings with them, went for walks with them, and it, it changed the dynamics of the conversation. Um, you know, I'm not very good at just going on walks. I like to have a destination, like the top of a hill or something. I'm getting a bit better at it, I get older. Um, but I quite like to have a destination. And to be honest, I'm quite happy going off onto the mountains of Wales on my own and walking on my own. But there is something different about walking with someone, isn't there? You can kind of... Um, chat, discuss which way you're going to go. What, what, what about you? You go for walks with Hannah, don't you, Emily? What kind of things do you do get up to on your walks? Well, because I'm an ecologist, we're often looking at everything around because that was my first degree. But certainly when I was in the Ramblers, conversation was definitely part of what we used to do. And the main part of the reason why I joined the, the group really was to have conversations and meet people you know and and as, as a social activity really rather than walking by myself so I really enjoyed that yeah um the trick is though always ask a question when you're walking uphill so they have to answer it uh, so. <laughs> good plan I'm liking that so there's definitely a different I think a different quality to conversations when you're walking with someone um, mm. And um, I think that goes for as we walk with Jesus as well. Um, we can actually, and physically, sometimes it's good to just walk and to 
just natter along to Jesus or just look at creation around us and just be open to what the Holy Spirit might be saying to us. Um, but also kind of metaphorically as well as we walk through life with mm -hmm. Jesus. Um, our conversations, they, they're relational. I think that's really reinforced um, by this idea of walking. So anyway, we're going to have to think about that tonight, what it means for our prayer, our conversations with Jesus to be relational. Um, and I think the first thing I want to just open up is something that comes out of what Emmy read for us from John's account of Jesus' life. Um, and this it's quite, a, we only read a short snippet of this conversation, and it's quite a long conversation that happens around the meal table the night before Jesus died. So it's the same night as we had the Last Supper, Jesus blessed the bread and the wine, they had that, he started communion, and in John we get the record of a very long conversation, long bit of teaching that Jesus gives to his followers. And he's, it's really almost like his last words, it's the things he really wants them to remember. And um, one of the things he says is that when he's gone, when he's died and has been raised to life and ascended into heaven, he's going to send what he calls, what we read here, the advocates. An advocate just means someone who stands with, who stands up for, who's a witness for you, uh, a helper. And um, he says it's the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit. Um, and a little bit later on, he says that one of the things the Holy Spirit will do is to guide them into all truth. Um, and it seems to me that sometimes we look back at the stories of the early church, and we think, well, it was all right for them. They'd met Jesus. They'd seen him. They'd heard him. Um, when we look back at the early church and the stories of Peter and John and all those and um, and all the things they did and the way the church spread, they think, yeah, but they, they all met Jesus. Even Paul, who didn't actually meet Jesus physically, had a vision of him on the road to Damascus. Um, they all, all saw Jesus. Um, and that's true, but it's not the whole truth, because the thing is, what we read here in John is that Jesus says, I've got to go because you need the Holy Spirit to lead you into all truth. So even their experience of having had those three years with Jesus on earth wouldn't have been enough to sustain them for their ministry. They needed the Holy Spirit. And we'll never know why Jesus had to go so the Holy Spirit could come, why Jesus couldn't stay and the Holy Spirit come. But God's God and we're not, so we just have to live with it. And um, we have access, we are given the same Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, in the same way the Holy Spirit led Jesus' disciples 2,000 years ago into all truth, the Holy Spirit is with us now to lead us into the same truth. The Holy Spirit was the guarantor to them of their relationship with God, and the Holy Spirit's the guarantor to us of our relationship with God. It's by the Holy Spirit that God walks with us now. And so we're not second-class citizens because we weren't around physically when Jesus was around. Um, we're not a disadvantage when it comes to have a real living relationship with God because the same Holy Spirit is with us now. It's poured out on us just as it was poured out on them. So as we open ourselves to the Holy Spirit, we too can have this relationship with God and, and walk with God. But if that's true, how come prayer sometimes feels like really hard work? That's a question. How come it doesn't always feel like we're just having a natural conversation with someone we're walking through life with? Um, what's getting in the way? 
of that natural conversation. Um, and I, I wonder perhaps, well, there might be lots of things, but just three things I thought we might think about this week. Um, and they're related to each other and they get in the way of the way of our relationship with God developing healthily. And the first of those is an understanding of who God is and who we are before God. Um, we can perhaps have picked up an idea that God is mostly angry with us or disappointed in us and that we are victims before God. And in this view of life, God doesn't really like us. God is just looking for an excuse to smite us. And I'm going to share a little cartoon here. It works. Can you all see the cartoon? So, yeah. I can. I can. Great. Um, this is Gar I love Gary Larson's cartoons. Um, and this is a Gary Larson cartoon. You may not be able to see very clearly, but this is God at his computer and his finger is poised over the smite button, ready to drop a piano on some poor unsuspecting bloke just walking down the street. And for some of us, this is the kind of image we have in our minds of what God is like. He's perched up there, sat in his computer, just with his finger over the smite button, ready to get us. And the second idea flows out of this. If God's angry with us, surely the most important thing for us to do in prayer is to persuade God not to be angry with us. If God wants to smite us, then we've got to beg for mercy for God not to smite us. We've got to get out from underneath the piano. Um, somehow we've got to do lots of good works. We've got to try and persuade God not to do nasty things and to give us good things um, when he doesn't really want to. Uh, so it just, our primary focus of our prayer just becomes this um, desire to, to try and change God's mind about everything. And so with those two things in the background, it's hardly surprising that the thing that kind of characterizes our relationship with God is fear um, and a lack of trust. We fear God's anger. We don't trust that God wants for our best. And so we're always trying to manipulate God into doing things that we want, trying to do things against God's will because we think God's will is against us. And these ideas of who God is and who we are to God, they have a variety of different roots. There has been a strand of Christian teaching through the ages which has really focused on God's anger and wrath. Um, and perhaps in our own relationships, our ability to trust has been damaged by kind of broken or abusive relationships with parents or carers or brothers or sisters or partners or friends. And at best, these are incomplete. At worst, they're just completely wrong ways of seeing God. And one of the reasons that Jesus came was to show us what God is like. And now he sent the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth, including who the truth of who God is and who we are to God. Um, and the first thing we see in Jesus is that God loves us. Elsewhere in John's uh, account of Jesus' life, we read this. God loved the world in this way, that he sent his only son into the world, that all who believe in him may not perish but may have eternal life. God wants relationships with us in which we enjoy the things we were created to enjoy. We were created to walk with God in the garden. And it is true that our sin, the things we do wrong, our rebellion against God, they do anger God, but that's not the core of his relationship with us. 
He loves us and he gets angry about our sin because it separates, it damages our relationship with God. I don't know about you, but sometimes I do get angry with people that I love. And sometimes it's for, usually it's not for good reasons. Very occasionally, it's for an appropriate reason. But that doesn't stop me loving them in the same way. God, whose anger is always appropriate, does get angry about things with us. But it's love that is actually the characteristic of his relationship with us. And so the second thing is that because of what Jesus has done, we don't need to appease God or get God on our side. God is already on our side. That's why he sent Jesus to deal with everything, because he's on our side. Um, Jesus came to deal with the consequences of our sin, to deal, to defeat the death that separates us from God that is the consequence of the things we do wrong. So our relationship with God could be restored. Um, we don't need to do anything to make God like us, and we don't need to pre prevent God from punishing us because Jesus has already dealt with it all. Um, various of the eagle-eyed among you have seen that I've got had some tattoos recently. And this one on this arm, you can't really see, I can't twist around. Uh, it's a Greek word, it says tetelestē, um, and that's uh, John's, in John's Gospel, it's the last words of Jesus from the cross, and it means, it doesn't translate very well into English, which is why I've got it in Greek, because in English it, it means, it's a whole phrase, it's, it means it's finished, it's done, everything that has to be done has been done, it's complete, it's fulfilled, all those things are wrapped up in it. Jesus has done everything that needs to be done to restore our relationship with God who sent Jesus to do that because God is already on our side. And so thirdly, because of God's love for us, the fact that Jesus has dealt with everything that gets in the way, our relationship with God can be based on trust rather than on fear. We don't have to be afraid that God wants to hurt us because God loves us. God wants good things for us. God wants us to prosper. And that doesn't mean life is always gonna be easy. Sometimes life is difficult or painful. Um, but even when we're walking that way of the cross, I believe we can trust God's in it with us and is trustworthy. And I think we see this in what Sean read for us from Isaiah 55. It's a, like, it's a beautiful poem and it's got all these images of just this superabundance. Come and join the feast. Come and eat, come and drink, wine, milk, whatever you want, and however old you are, whatever's appropriate for you, however rich you are, however poor you are, don't worry, come along, enjoy, you don't have to pay, the cost has already been borne, it's sorted. Here is abundant provision for everything you need. Here's a God's promise of uh, faithful love for you. Uh, here are the words of life, come and listen and live. Everything you need is here, free. God wants to give good things to God's children. That's us, that's you. So come and eat and drink and be delighted. Um, but then in verse eight, having had all that beautiful stuff for the first chunk of it, verse eight, it seems takes what might seem to be a slightly different turn. It talks about God's ways being much higher than our ways, being beyond what we can think of. And and we might read this as kind of emphasizing the distance between us and God. Um, like God might be saying, the sky is higher than the earth and in the same way, I am higher than you. If you think about it, this was written in the time before planes or anything like that, or even hot air balloons. So 
In those days, the Earth and the sky were just completely different. There was no way to get from Earth to the sky. They were completely distant. It's not like us can go up in hang gliders or whatever. They were completely separate. But then he goes on. As the rain comes down from heaven and waters the earth, so my word goes out of my mouth and brings fruit. So I think, can we read it this way? You know that the sky is far above you. Right? And yes, like the sky, I'm far above you. But you can also see that the rain connects the sky and the earth and brings fruitfulness to the earth. In the same way, yeah, I'm far above you, but my word connects us and brings fruitfulness. And by God's word, we might understand the scripture. Uh, in John's gospel, we hear Jesus called the word. Um, we have the word from the prophets. So that God loves to speak to God's people. And it connects us, however far away God is, God speaks and it connects us. So even this part of the passage, which at first glance might be seen to emphasize the distance between us and God, is actually saying, however far above us God is, and however much we can't understand what God's thinking, God wants to connect with us. And God speaks to us to do that. Uh, so as I wind up a little bit, perhaps just some practical things to think about and reflect on this week. Um, you might want to ponder, if the Holy Spirit has been given to me to lead me into all truth, am I open to the Holy Spirit doing that? Do I create space in my life to be attentive to what the Holy Spirit is showing me? And what's my picture or image of God? And how's it affecting the way I talk with God? Are there bits of it which it's might need looking at again and just thinking through and reshaping. Um, and as we think on these things, as we reflect on them and the other things that would have occurred to you that we're going to talk about in a minute, I do pray that all of us will be drawn into a deeper, more trusting, more intimate relationship with the God who loves us and walks with us. Amen. Amen. So those are my thoughts. Well, Emmy and Sean gather their thoughts. Do drop things in the comment stream. Do email me and uh, join the conversation. Put it on the Facebook group. So, yeah, uh, Emmy, your initial reactions or thoughts on the Bible reading? Um, I thought I, I, when I was reading it, um, the bit that, Sh that Sean read, Mm -hmm. um, I thought it, I, what struck me, it says where, when it talks about food, which is no use to us, we eat food all the time. That's no use to us. I am terrible for donuts. There's no there's no practical use for donuts in the entire world. But I am always eating them if I have a choice. If there's one there, it's gone. Um, and yeah, so that, that's one of my big like sins in the world is food. I love food. Um, and so, yeah, so it just really struck me as like. When it talks about why do you, I find that a bit difficult to connect with actually that first part when it's talking about why do you feel you why would you do this and I guess if in that time if you were just living by necessity yeah. um, but we actually live in a world where we have quite a lot of excess if that makes sense in in the UK actually the, even some of the poorest in our society have some excess in some way um, and yeah so it, it, I find that quite difficult to connect with. But equally, I guess it makes me realise some of the barriers I have because 
you know, to actually be with Jesus, when you think about, well, why would you eat food that you have no use for? Well, I do that all the time in the same way that I quite often don't spend time with God and do 101 other things, yeah. if that makes sense. So it can be useful to think of it that way. I was just thinking like, you know, there's all this other stuff that I'm just consuming that I'm taking in and actually what what is the benefit of it really? Um, what what is going to be helpful and useful to me where's my starting point if that makes sense and and for me quite often when I go through hard times um my faith is often my starting point if that makes sense I just go right everything else has gone drastically wrong this week this day this month do you know what I mean so I'm just going to go back to God and spend some time with him um because it doesn't matter what it is but that that helps to ground me and then I can move forward sometimes um yeah but all that other stuff just just get in the way <laughs> so yeah so that that's what I, that's what I took from just yeah. that little bit really um, I'm just reminded yeah. of the times that I go to, I know that I shouldn't go to McDonald's because I know that 10 minutes later I'm going to be hungry again because whatever you buy at McDonald's my experience is that it doesn't really satisfy you. You end up just being hungry again and going home and cooking a meal. So I know I shouldn't, but I still do. So, yeah. I, well, I, I, had, I had golden arches for lunch today. So you're talking to a mum who's on half term. <laughs> 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 we may be in there more than once this week. I, and I don't want to be all killed about this. God, I mean, God created donuts. Mm, it is all right yeah. just to have food that we just enjoy eating for the sake yeah. of, I mean, in moderation. Um, but yeah, so the deeper question is is here, um, is that always spending our money on stuff that is just fluffy stuff around the edges or is there going to be some good meat, some good bread in there? What about you, Sean? Yeah, well, I was thinking about the um, the little cartoon that you put up of God with the smite button and it made me a bit sad, really, because we, we do have that vision or that idea of God that he is doing that and I feel that's a disservice to God because he is a God of love and he's not waiting to smite us. You know, he gave us his son for crying out loud. So at the end of the day, I think we need to hold on to things like that. You know, when, you know, when things are tough, you know, and we feel that God's against us, that actually, do you know what? First of all, he gave his son and that speaks volumes really. Um, but um, I think as, as you pointed out uh, earlier, it, you know, depending on our stage of life, where we are, what, what where we are, we affects our relationship with God. So, um, you know, if things are too difficult for whatever reason, we kind of view God in a, in in that kind of from that stance. Yeah. And again, it's you know, God is big enough to take that because He says, as we as as we read, He says, "My ways are higher than your ways." So, you know, He can take it. It's 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 because. He's a God of love and grace and mercy. And so it's, I think for me, it's about remembering that, that God is bigger than our situation and he can take everything that we throw at him. And he just, just wants to give us so much. And um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's really what I've taken from, from what, you, what you were saying. And, um, but also, I find that the more I spend time I spend with God, the harder things get. So I, I feel like I'm... Like, uh, like, oh, I don't feel good enough, really. It's really bizarre because, I, you know, try and do a quiet time in the morning, every morning and pray. And then the day, you know, I think, oh, 
why did I do that? I did that wrong or I had that wrong thought and all that. And it's like, you know, I just spent, you know, 10 minutes with God praying and now I'm doing this and it's really, it's, I, I get frustrated with myself, but, um, but I know that I've got to keep going because that's the right thing to do. Yeah, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Because the accuser doesn't like us spending time with God and doing anything to try and throw us off. Um, and, some, and sometimes that, and sometimes the Holy Spirit, as we're opening our awareness up to the Holy Spirit, in, he kind of taps us on the shoulder about stuff and we become more sensitive, sensitive to it. And uh, so, yeah, it can be tricky. Have we got any questions or things or ideas coming on the comment stream at all, Lemmy? Um, I might have to, I might have to just have a read. It says, Barry said, interesting, Tim mentioned people doing things to avoid being smited by the mighty smiter, but the Bible reading talks of thoughts and deeds, which is most indicative of intimacy. And does, does one not feed through to the other? Um, so I think he's trying to say that it's not about that relationship. Don't get caught up in that relationship about smiting it. You know, the Bible reading is more about that intimacy and and um, getting to know God more, I think, through thoughts and deeds. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole thing is that that whole smite, mighty, I like that mighty smiter, that whole mighty smiter thing isn't helpful. Um, mm. um, and actually you were using that as an illustration to say that's not what god is yeah. you know to I me mean? that's not what god is and i think i think like i wrote down at the end it's like what the whole thing about you were talking about i think each of us will have i think it's for us to go away and reflect on really and what is our picture of god if that mm -hmm. makes sense what does he look like to you and i think um for each of us depending on might depend on where you are in your Christian journey. It might depend on what's going on in your life, like you were talking about, Sean. Yeah. Um, he might like a bit different. He, he will look different for each of us. Don't mm. relationships look like that? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, you know you have, I, I always have different friends for different reasons um, because I have one friend that I know if I go and talk to her about something that is really important to me, she'll just go, I'll oh, just shrug it off and get on with it. <laughs> and that's not what I wanted to hear, actually. Yeah. And then I have to have another friend that I can just cry on the phone to for half an hour and she'll listen to it. You know, so, you know, but the other friend's really good. The one that says, I'll just shrug it off and get on with it. If I want to go out on the tower and she's the girl I drink, if that makes sense. <laughs> so, you know, I guess then we'll each have this different picture of God. And it's for us really to to take some of the things that you're talking and to think over that it might be something I want to listen to again actually and just think what does my picture of God look like now and it can change as well that's the other thing you know you might you know know all this stuff but as you're journeying you know actually life gets in the way stuff gets in the way and your picture of God can change as well um so just for us to reflect on it this moment what does it look like and where might we need um is that healthy picture i guess is it a good picture you know is it is it in some way does it could we you know look at that a bit more deeply yeah, so, yeah. And there's a couple of other things just to throw into there one of which i've just thought of actually is that one way to approach that is to reflect on which person of the trinity you resonate with or kind of relate to most strongly 
So do you, do you primarily think of God as father and creator or as friend and saviour in Jesus or as spirit and kind of enabler or equipper or power? Um, and again, at different times in our Christian lives, we'll, we'll feel closer or one of those will be stronger than the other. But it's, it's just one way into thinking about how do we think about God is which of those attributes or kind of persons of God do we do we are we most naturally drawn to at the moment? And then the other one was somebody I can't remember who it was we were talking uh, we were talking about something a couple of weeks ago I was talking about something and we were talking about do we create have we created God in our own image or or um, are we allowing God to create us in His image which is the way around it's meant to be. And they said to me, yeah, it's a real, real good way of testing this is if, if Jesus agrees with you on everything, the chances are you've created Jesus in your image. Mm. So that's that's just another way of approaching it. What, what does God disagree with you on? Everything. <laughs> no, 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 I wouldn't go that far because I, I think... <laughs> Uh, there's no point beating ourselves up but if we can't yeah. think of anything that we suspect god might disagree with us on mm. then the chances are that it's not god in our head that we're having the conversation with um, it's our um, image of who we'd like god to be because yeah so jay just a couple of other ways to think yeah sorry i mean go on i was just going to say and the other image that i find really powerful is this idea that you know you don't actually have to be a good person for God to love you in fact you you know you know I think people you know I like everybody else have made mistakes in my life you know I've hurt people people have hurt me you know I've made mistakes um but God still loves me for some crazy reason if that makes sense and I remember having a conversation with somebody about once about her nan and she was so annoyed with her nan about something really mean that she felt her nan was doing. And she goes, and I can't believe this woman's a Christian. And I just went, being a Christian doesn't make you a nice person. Yeah. I said, it should. Yeah. <laughs> I said, it should. But if there's something inherently wrong, it doesn't necessarily make you a nice person. And God still loves you for it. <laughs> yeah. Get around that. How weird is that? <laughs> So that's yeah. a bit of a crazy idea. I think he loves you first, and hopefully that love creates goodness within you, if that makes sense. It makes you look in yourself and change the way you behave. That's certainly the way it worked for me. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, but yeah, he does it. He loves us despite all those flaws, if that makes sense. So yeah. Um, I think... Um, which is something quite powerful. Just touching on that as well, just thinking about... Um, you know the importance of reading the Bible. Um, it's it is important that you read the Bible because, uh, as you alluded to, the only way we're going to find out who God is or how He is 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 from the Bible. And if we don't, you know, if you're not doing that, then you will form your own opinion of God. And you know, right or wrong, mm. uh, it's you know the Bible is is basically the you know the crux of it. Really, we 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 find out who God is, how He loves us, what He did for us, and all that. And that, in theory, will uh, shape um, how we see God. You know, it's really important that, that we, you know, spend time with God in prayer and looking at the Bible. Um, even even if it's just a passage, you know, like that's why I, I, try, I tend to use like um, uh, daily notes 
you know, and often it's just one passage from the Bible, but that helps me with my understanding of, of God the Father and, you know, for each day, really. Yeah. And also, I think it's one of the reasons that God puts us in community. Um, he, he tells us to love each other and we need each other to do that. And actually, it's as we rub up against each other, we we kind of we can compare notes on how we see God and actually get a richer picture. Um, a richer picture. See what I did there? Emily's, Emily's not impressed. No. Sorry, I was reading the comment stream. Should I laugh now? Ali says, I guess it's about, yeah, Ali says it's about um, allowing the Holy Spirit to show us our true worth, if that makes sense, which fits very well with what we've sort of saying. Yeah. And Sarah says, um, he is a God of love, but I do think he allows things into our lives for a variety of reasons. And the main one is that we will draw closer to him. Mm. So obviously sometimes through these, through these challenges that we have, it actually leads us to him. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Keep the comments and ideas coming in. We're going to have a bit of music now just to give us some space to reflect and to continue to think. And then that's going to lead us into some prayer, which I think Sean is leading. Is that right, Sean? So if you yeah. track on straight out of the music and we'll just okay. And if there's stuff particularly that you'd like us to pray for, do put it in the comment stream or email it to us or put it on the Facebook group and we'll pray with you about that. So oh, oh, that's annoying. Bear with me a minute. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay. The music video I'd lined up earlier has disappeared for some unknown reason. Here we go. Okay, right. There's a lot of love. There's, there's a bit of love for Krispy Kremes on the on the stream as well. But other donuts, <laughs> donuts, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's that's really nice and focused. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
God of our longing. God of our longing, hear our prayers, protect our dreams, and listen to our silent hopes. Deal gently with our pain, speak to our sadness, and remove the barriers that imprison our spirit. Shed your light where sadness are cast, that we may feel your warmth and know your presence. Give us courage to hold fast to our vision, that we may build our world and create our future with you. Amen. Amen. Father, I pray for any of us who are who've got something wrong. Well, we know we've all got something wrong in the way we see you in our image of you. But where that's particularly broken or causing us harm at the moment, would you, Holy Spirit, come and change that? Give us a, a better idea of who God is to us and of God's love for us. You build our trust, please, Lord, and do away with our fear with your perfect love. Amen. Amen. Lord of life and love, as we give thanks for times past, grant us courage to embrace the present and grace to share the future. In memory of loved ones dear, kindle their flame to share in the dark and light the path ahead. Show the way that leads to life as we cherish days gone by and inspire us with the touch of love and faith that live on in hope. Lord, I just lift our hopes up to you, really, Lord. Those prayers that you know are written in our hearts and we need to, we need to give to you now. On the stream, I particularly just wanted to mention uh, Sarah's friend who's just been diagnosed with cancer. I just pray that you'll be holding her and her family while they're waiting for test results. At the hands of the doctors and nurses, uh, around her and with her will be just be just be correctly identifying what's going on and that there will be a treatment plan in place just lift that friend up to you now lord that they would know your comfort with a really difficult time and that your love would be revealed to them Yes, Lord, as, as we remember the passage that we read earlier about your ways not being our ways so high, your ways above ours. Help us to remember that, Lord, as we journey with you, as we go on this adventure, Lord, because it is an adventure. It's about discovering new things. It's about growing. It's about uh, developing and deepening our faith with you, Lord. And even if it's um, five minutes, Lord, prompt us to spend time with your word to, to, un to, to deepen our faith, to understand who you are and what you want to do. And on all of that, Lord, we just thank you that, um, that we are 
really free in this country to um, read the Bible, to um, go to church, to uh, meet with other Christians. Lord, we just thank you for that. Thank you that that these things are open to us. Um, and just pray that we um, would continue to um, listen to you as we do things like shift church and going to church and talking to our friends as 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 Emily said that we can draw together and in faith and move forward Lord in Jesus name Amen 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 Thank you Sean that's really helpful yeah. so I think that's most of it for tonight we've got something a bit different next week next week is Ash Wednesday next Wednesday so pancakes all round on Tuesday Emily's looking excited we had pancakes for tea tonight because we had McDonald's for lunch <laughs> that's right you don't well we only ever have pancakes on pancake day because i can't be bothered they're such a faff they take ages to make a huge pile of pancakes and then they disappear in about 30 seconds flat so i really like pancakes but i can't be doing with all the faff of actually making them so we only ever have them on pancake day but we will have i'm sure we're having them next tuesday but on ash wednesday last year you might remember we had a shift church special where we had online ash wednesday um, we are not going to do quite the same this year. We are going to stream our Ash Wednesday service in the evening from All Saints, but it will be at half past seven, not eight o'clock. So you guys who are normally with us on a Wednesday evening are very uh, welcome to join us live from All Saints Parish Church for Ash Wednesday service, half past seven uh, next week. It will be about an hour again. Um, and it will then be put, we'll record it, we'll put it onto YouTube and we will also uh, make a podcast of it. So those of you catch up on YouTube or podcast later in the week, we'll still be able to do that. But it will be the Ash Wednesday service uh, from All Saints at half past seven next week. So if you come onto the Facebook stream at eight o'clock, you will catch us halfway through. Um, so don't do that. But then we'll be back as per normal the following week. So... Normally you ask us about take-home things as well, and actually Pancake Day, I know you say it's a faff to make, but in our household we really like making pancakes, and it's probably because me and Fred stand off to end of the room, that's why it goes down so well maybe. <laughs> but um, but it's, we make it a real, like, like we normally have it in, as breakfast, it's quite a normal thing for one of us to make pancakes, we all sit around the breakfast table, we have it, um, you can play worship music while you do it and it's a really good opportunity to spend some time as a family with God or talking about what Lent means to spend time with God so that kind of fits in with our theme about yeah. walking with God and being on a journey with him you know and, and particularly when you're thinking about the beginning because Lent can be a really good beginning point to talk about with young people yeah. and then you're walking towards Easter on you so so yeah, so that that's that's just a little take home. Because okay. I knew you were going to ask me that next. So. I'm just going to repeat that a little bit because I don't know what's happened to your microphone, uh, Emily, but your audio has gone very crackly. So oh. just in case 
people couldn't quite make out what you were saying. Um, it was about making pancake day and making pancakes a real family occasion. You can put worship music on, you can enjoy making pancakes together and talk about what Lent is and what you might do for Lent um, and things like that. So yeah, uh, it does take a long time to make pancakes, so use the time and it kind of fits in with our theme of walking with Jesus in all that we do, in our family time and in our daily lives. Is that about right, Emily? Yes. Yeah, she's put if, if, you, if you're a grown-up, you can still do it, but you invite friends around and have oh, worship music yeah, in the background. Yeah, or, or have it a YouTube, you know, type in Hillsong Worship or Bethel Worship and have it, you know, going on in the TV in the background. There's lots of options. So, Thank yeah. you very much. Right, well, it's been great to spend some time with you this week. Um, see you at a slightly different time next week for Ash Wednesday and uh, the week after that. So say goodnight, Sean. Good night, Sean. Good night, Emily. Good night. Uh, good night, everybody. Lovely to have you with us. God bless and go well. <laughs>